In the final minute, Bennett from the pocket, launches to the end from the 11. Travis under pressure, trying to escape, able to escape. Tucks the corner, stays in back. Gets to the edge, Tony Play action, Bennett looks down the middle, McConkey's wide open, touchdown dog! Still get chills, still yeah, get chills. you love to see it. <laughs> Welcome to the Knowles and Dogs podcast as I put my other headphone in. I am Hunter. And I'm Dylan. And we have a great show today. We have our draft, pre-draft special. This comes, we're recording this a day before. We're actually mm-hmm. recording it before feels like midnight when we do record a podcast. It's actually a uh, midday recording for once. I know, right? I got this yeah. awful glare going on. I had the lamp right here to kind of balance it out. Yeah. Um, I don't need that in the camera. Some medicine I'm taking. Well, <laughs> have to take sometimes. Anyway, so today we got a great show today. We got mm-hmm. some college football news. Uh, we got some spring games we're going to talk about briefly. Some transfer portal news, Colorado, what's going on in chaos, Colorado chaos in Boulder. That didn't really make sense, but you know what I mean. And then we have some NCAA rule changes that have just yep. been confirmed. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit right before we get into our draft topic special. So we got, we'll just do a couple rundown questions. We've got some videos we'll show with the players um, that we like, what we don't like. And uh, three questions to wrap it all up. Yeah. It's going to be a great show. Dylan, how are we doing today? Oh, we're doing fantastic today, man. <laughs> Lovely. Still, still feels bright and early, even though it's the middle of the day, but <laughs> we'll be happier. Right. All right. So we'll hop right into it. As always, guys, make sure you are liking the video, subscribing. Um, we got This is going to be a really good show today, so I would suggest just Skip through the videos if you want. The draft special is going to be towards the back half of the video. Um, but so if you want to skip through the video on YouTube, be by all means, go right ahead. Uh, you'll see the banners up right as I'll put it up. Like this is going to be our first topic day, which is Bama Spring Game. But like you'll see it if you scroll through YouTube. Mm-hmm. Watch the videos, guys. Show, Tell your friends. Subscribe. Find us on Spotify and Amazon Music as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's get right into this. So. We will start with the Bama spring game that happened this past weekend. Um, really, the big news coming out here, um, the quarterbacks are unsettled still yep. in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Ty Simpson and Jalen Millerow is the quarterback competition that's been going on. Uh, Ty Simpson went 12 of 26. I got some stats here. 12 of 26, 155 yards and an interception. Uh, Jalen Milrow threw for 19, 19 to 37, 245 mm-hmm. yards, three touchdowns, but he had two picks. Um, I mean, I saw a couple of clips. The D, the secondary still looks shaky yeah. for Bama, which has got to be not the best feeling in the world. But I mean, spring, so you can't really. You can't put I mean, full weight into spring practice, really. Exactly. Um, I mean, because Georgia had the same thing. There's still some questions at the secondary. Um, 
I know Bama's going to be losing some guys, but they still have some guys coming back that are big time mm-hmm. names like Kool-Aid McKinstry, um, who I'm not really crazy about. I don't know. He, a lot of people think he'll be a first round pick next year. I don't think so though. I don't think he is. I mean, every time I watch him, he's getting burnt like <laughs> toast. <laughs> Turn on the national title game from two years ago. I mean, yeah. AD Mitchell makes him his child in clean terms, but <laughs> just, oh, um, man. uh, so, but, um, aside from the quarterback battle, um, big name to look out for, I think, um, there's a freshman running back by the name of justice Haynes. He had three touchdowns <clears throat> this past weekend built really, he's just built like a machine, yeah. Um and they got a uh they got a transfer offensive lineman or who or a de- he decommitted from Iowa and you know Iowa's an offensive line factory. Ooh, yeah. Um decommitted from there, went to Bama. I don't have the name written down, but he's six foot seven, three hundred and forty <sighs> pounds, and he played really well. I was watching some clips, played really well, was on the offensive tackle that left side. He uh, was just looked like he was a four-year vet, possibly playing mm-hmm. in the NFL, getting ready to play in the NFL. Like just controlled it, and he's probably yeah. going to work his way into the starting lineup. But um, I don't know about you, but I think Bama is maybe possibly because they don't have the big name quarterback. And I want to try mm-hmm. to ask you this: they don't have like the big name quarterback, like as they've had in the years past, like to uh, Bryce Young, Mac Jones. It seems like they've just been a freaking factory be factory the past decade really for real um but now this year it's a little weird just mm-hmm. i mean names don't stand out to you you have the jalen milrow he's probably gonna look like he might start um but i mean you you the only thing we, we it's small sample size but that texas a&m game um from last season he did not look good he still somehow won but did not look good at all they've said that he's looked better um but I mean, I think more, this is going to be. I think this is a year that we maybe see Bama rely more on ground and pound. Yeah, get like it done in the school. Tr- old yeah. school Nick Saban Bama. Yeah, get it done in the trenches, mm-hmm. and then just rely on the just get needs the quarterback needs to make a couple need, needs to make the couple throws needed to, you know, extend drives, get the job done. Right. I think maybe. I mean. It's just such a change from their offensive philosophy the past half decade. I don't know if it will be a smooth transition. I think I think we'll probably see Alabama finish second in the West again, mm-hmm. just because they're in a transition period right now between, you know, for the most part, a half decade of Heisman caliber quarterbacks to normalcy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're dropping back down to everybody's level, and I think you're going to see that hard this year. In the fact that, yeah, they're not going to they're not going to throw for three thousand yards. No, they're going to run the ball forty times a game, and hope to God their defense can actually play good for once. <laughs> well, I don't know about running the ball forty times a game, but I mean, I think. They're definitely gonna. You're definitely gonna see more games. I think where they're gonna try to at least try to establish the run game and get mm-hmm. it rolling. I always think back to just most recently, like the um, 
two years ago, the uh, Cincinnati game in yeah. the playoff, where they just handed the ball over to um, what was his name? He just got drafted. Who was the running back? Freaking look up the running From... back, Bama. Look up the running back oh. two years ago. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, isn't he on your Steelers? No, it's not Najee Harris. That was 2020. I'm t- uh, he was the backup to him. Look that up for me. Anyway, um, where they just handed the ball over. And again, this was more how since he played the game, they wanted, they played because of their cornerbacks. They were so good with Sauce Gardner and um, Kobe Bryant. But they were able to just ground and pound, establish a run game, control the line of scrimmage, and just dominate in the trenches. And that's how they won. Um, I think they're going to do that more. But, I mean, they're coming in this year with number one recruiting class in the conference and in the nation. They had a staggering nine five stars, 18 four stars, and three mm. or one three star. So, and it's crazy to say that, like, like they have all of that, and we're still not thinking they're going to be the um, top team out Brian of the West. Robinson? Yes, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Where's he at now? Uh, I could not find anything on him, really. I'm, like, searching. Why? I don't know why that name blanked. Washington. Him. That's He's... right. He got, he's, uh, yeah, he used the Commanders. Okay, yeah, I remember. Okay, I don't know why that name blanked on me. Doesn't played all that much though. Well, remember he got shot. Yeah, before the year started last year, I know mm-hmm. that sounded a little rough over the airways, but but it's the truth. He came back. <laughs> in fact, get shot. He came back. Well, he shot, shot, and then got came back and played. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, this is gonna be a weird year for Bama. Mm-hmm. Because now they're in uncharted territory in a sense that they're not the top dogs of the SEC. No, Georgia is. Yeah. And now they may not even be the top dogs in the West right now. People are looking at LSU, who we're going to talk about in a second, and they're thinking, okay, this is LSU's division now. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting year. This is going to be one of the few times you're going to see Saban as an underdog role this year in a sense. Um, but their defense has got to step up. They got new yeah. coordinators, Tommy Reese and uh, Kevin Steele. But if that secondary doesn't play well again, they're, they're going to get torched again. It won't yeah. matter because now they're going to – the secondary's bad. The defense is bad again. They're not – I mean, they're losing guys. They're losing uh, DJ Dale, Will Anderson, Henry mm-hmm. Toa Toa, Brian Branch. Um, those are just some guys off the top of my head. There's a couple more I know. Yeah. Um, so, like, they're losing guys. Now, of course, are they going to be able to step back up? Of course they are. Yeah, my oldest they, they still have Dallas Turner. They still got mm-hmm. – Cooley McKinstry, they still got some other guys. But, again, this is going to be a year where if the defense isn't able to help them out, because I think this is that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The defense has got to step up more this year in the years past because this is going to be – this feels like a – this feels like, like Greg McElroy, um, A.J. McCarron yeah. years where it was more – there's not really that many big-name receivers. Mm-hmm. So they've got to be rely on the ground and pound, defensive yeah. – defensive – all-stars and just run it down your throat and again have a quarterback that won't that just manages the game and won't lose it for you yeah you you just want to make sure that whoever's starting if it's Jalen Milrow or whoever else does not turn the ball over right like that's his job his job is not to be a superstar for you it's to don't turn the ball over please exactly yes so all right 
So I think we'll move on now mm-hmm. from the Bama spring game. So still some questions down in Tuscaloosa. They, they got to, we'll go over their schedule later on closer to the year, but um, I mean, still the usual suspects. Yeah. So we'll, but we'll move on though to LSU now. So over in Baton Rouge, where they also had their spring game. I'll move over to the other notes here. Paper pop. Anyway. So uh, LSU, I think was a different story from the people that were down there. Uh, game went really good. They got uh, some names that stood out. Quarterbacks, it's you know Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, both played really well. Daniels went 10 of 11, 168 yards and two touchdowns. Garrett Nussmeyer, who is a sophomore now, yeah. uh, 5 of 8, 139 in two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, and then wide receivers like Kyron, Kyron Lacey had four receptions, 92 yards and a touchdown. One of them being Mm -hmm. a 70 yarder or the one was a 70 yarder, um, looked explosive. I've heard, um, just looking like he could be the top guy in that, uh, group. They have a three headed monster now receiver. Um, Noah Kane, the running back looked good. I have written now might and look for him to start maybe take the reign of that starting job. Yeah. But I mean, for, I mean, quarterback battle, I mean, I've, they've said that Daniels is going to be the starter going forward, Mm -hmm. but it's good to know, I guess, if you're an LSU fan, you have Nussmeyer who looked, I mean, you remember he played in the SEC title game against Georgia and torched us. Um, (laughs) Thank God we put 50 up, but I mean, torched us. Yeah. But I mean, it's good to know that you have that kind of stability. Because mm-hmm. I think this is going to be Daniels' last year. Yeah, so, I think I mean, he's a senior, right? I think so. And I think he used his... Um, the only way he'd be able to play again is if he was a graduate transfer, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and he's not, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they remember they beat out... Remember they forced Walker Howard out, who was at, mm-hmm. who's now at Ole Miss. So, again, I mean, never a bad option to have a quarterback, you know, it's, it's waiting in the wings. It's going to be like, yeah. hey... When it's your time to go, at least you're you're ready to go. You're ready. You're ready. It's easy. It's easy transition. That's the biggest thing. And for Brian Kelly's LSU, which if you're Brian Kelly, your goal isn't just to win a championship. It's to sustain championship aspirations, right? Which has been LSU's problem forever, Yeah. right? Is LSU has had moments where they're the top dog. They won a national championship. And then they fall off a mountain cl- like cliff. Like it's like everything falls off the rails. They cannot sustain consistent success. Yeah. And if you're Brian Kelly, not only do you want that national championship, but you want you want to beat Alabama. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like you said, I like that point you made where they've it's almost been like a one and done, yeah. the one hit wonder kind of mm-hmm. thing where each coach has had their got their one shining moment, and then it's just kind of been kind of mediocre success after that. Yeah. I mean, Les Miles got his, I think it was 07. Yeah, 07. And then, and then, and then it was uh, Ogeron got his with the yeah. super team in 19 and then didn't really do much after. Yeah. Um, LSU definitely overachieved last year, especially with the new coach, new system, yeah. especially after, I mean, if you watched that Florida State game, for I mean, it they looked sloppy, gross, and mm-hmm. still almost won. I mean, yeah. So it's a talented roster. I it think is the biggest thing. And they have a really good coach. Yep. 
So, I mean, anytime you have those two uh, points, you're going to win a lot of football games, yeah. especially in a, a, a league like the SEC, especially in the SEC West, where, quite frankly, you have a lot of talent, but you also have a lot of mismanaged talent. Yeah. Especially I mean, with your Mississippi States, your Texas A&Ms, your Arkansas. I think realistically, this could be the first year in a while, even though we're saying LSU, Alabama. Mm-hmm. This could be a first year in a while. We really don't know yeah. who the number one team could possibly be out of there. I know if you're a betting man, I believe the SEC odd to win the title is Georgia, yep. Bama, and then LSU. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those are the – I mean, I, I, it feels like it's either Bama or LSU for the West. Yeah. But you never know. Like, this is like a year where it's going to be – Is this is this could be a big year for LSU to really take a hold of the West for years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, another quick note though, uh, the secondary uh, looked a little shaky, um, but they, cause they had, do have a lot of transfers coming in. So yeah. you know how that usually goes. It's a lot of plug and play. See how this scheme fits. How does these guys work on these situations on these guys mm-hmm. in these spots? So, um, but uh, just like last year, lack, a lack of depth across the board. Um, it's yeah. what hurt them late in the year, especially with on the offensive side. They just didn't have the guys. And then on defense, they started banging yeah. them up and just didn't have the guys. They saw it a lot in the SEC title game where they were rotating. They didn't have any guys on defense like in the line. They they mm-hmm. had, I think, like two guys they were able to swap out, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, just tired bodies, not able to sustain anything, and that hurt them. So apparently it's it, – could be another problem this year but mm-hmm. i mean if they stay healthy they're as dangerous as anybody yeah. i mean look for them they they an easy playoff candidate for sure um but mm-hmm. it's if they they got to stay healthy though so yeah um but yeah tigers all righty so we'll move on now yeah to get my other paper back out uh transfer portal kind of chugging along here dylan like it so we're we gonna are we gonna focus on the big story or are we gonna wait for that we'll wait to the, uh we got it. we'll do that in a second i know what we're mm-hmm. talking about uh, just some quick names and then we'll get right into that some transfer yep. portal news so bear alexander like we said mm-hmm. uh last week uh d or uh, entered the portal from georgia um he committed to usc usc was talking to him way before he'd even de- or decided to transfer we know why. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Uh, everyone has their price. Uh, Xavier Henderson, who we were just talking about last week of Florida as being one of the only few weapons, he's gone. Um, yep. And uh, Vito Tisdale, a solid safety for Kentucky, who was in line to start for them, uh, has transferred. He's actually he's heading to Colorado. So those are really the big big name guys mm-hmm. for that are headlining it. There's obviously a bunch more, but you know, for our sake and sanity, we're not going to talk about every single transfer because it's constantly right. Oh, uh Tyler Buckner. That was a big one that I didn't add that just happened actually, I think yesterday. The day before. Quarterback from Notre Dame. Mm. He's transferring. He played most of the year last year after who's the guy that went down? I forget. Drew Pine went down. Yeah. 
And so Tyler Buckner stepped in, played most of the year. Um, he's transferring. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept thinking for maybe Florida might be interested because Florida's got to get another QB. Yeah, they do. Um, whether or not anybody wants to go down there is another story, but look for Florida possibly be in play. Um, some people are saying Bama and Auburn might be in play for Buckner. I wouldn't be shocked if Buckner maybe heads, tries to go down to Tuscaloosa to pair up with Tommy Reese again. Mm-hmm. Just a little nugget right there because Tommy Reese just came from Notre Dame and now Buckner's a free agent. So I think Spencer Sanders – no, no, never mind. He's at Ole Miss now. I was thinking he was still available. I don't know. Anyway. You ready for the big story, though? Yeah. Okay. All right, so – this will us into another transfer portal discussion. Uh, chaos in Boulder, Colorado. Dylan, I'll let you talk about this. Um, but there's, as of right now, I believe it's 20 transfers. I'm going to double check your numbers because it keeps changing every second, it feels like. Check that for me. Um, so at least as of right now, I think it's 19 or 20. Post-spring game, Colorado. Um, have transferred or decommitted from mm-hmm. the team. Um, a just giant number. Um, it's like a just a giant like mass exodus of kids that are getting cut or just re- just told or just being willing to walk right now. I think most of them are getting cut, and we see this sometimes after spring games, but not at this level. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of other stories coming out with like Deion Sanders. Um, there's one kid that he, apparently he, they're not allowing him to retrieve his old practice film from high school mm-hmm. because he got cut and he wants to show it out to other teams, but they're not letting him. There's that story. Um, there's one story here. I found um, Travis gray. Um, when uh, was told this was his quote, uh, he told from D- what Deion Sanders told him when he cut him. He told me, "You're six foot eight, three hundred and twenty pounds. I know in my heart of hearts, a school is going to pick you up in the portal when you enter. Make your weaknesses your strengths and keep progressing. I hope you have a great future. It just won't be here at the University of Colorado. Nothing wrong with that, but yeah. it's just I think the biggest thing is the amount of people that are leaving. Like that's crazy, and." and it's- it's it's Go not ahead. just kids from last year's roster either. It's that's I think that's that, a big thing to discuss. And yeah, one I mean you have one kid that is entering the portal who followed Sanders from JSU, mm-hmm. and now he's gone. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if this is just his style of saying, like you guys sucked last year. Or you guys haven't been relevant. Colorado hasn't been relevant in years. Yeah. They were doing it my way, or you're going the highway. So a lot of kids are choosing the highway. I don't know. What do you have on this? Uh, so the number looks like we're at 18. I at think it's moment. 19. I think it's 19. Anyway, it, I mean, 18 or 19. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. The, the biggest thing I've noticed, though, is the fact that um, it very much seems like Deion Sanders has a very specific way he wants his Colorado roster to look and act and play, right? And there is zero wiggle room on that. Mm-mm. If you don't follow exactly how he wants the team to look, 
you are not a part of this team at all. Yep. Which is a little bit strong for a first-year coach to do. I think yeah. you don't see that very often, but um, I think it's just crazy to me because there are some real key guys who are transferring who could have been pretty good. I was just looking at a wide receiver who had 146 yards and two touchdowns in the spring game decided he's entering the portal. Yeah. like that, That's not a great thing to hear as a headline, but I guess sure. without knowing the background information, it's kind of hard to make a true real decision on that. I mean – if this is really his way of like coaching and stuff, I mean, credit mm-hmm. to him for, yeah. you know, not being afraid to really show like he's sticking to a plan. Like, yeah, you know, you're not, he just feels you're not good enough to be on the team. He sees you being somewhere else. It is what it is. You know? Yeah. That's just how it is. I, I just, this is going to be a big year because now it's really, all eyes are really going to be on this team, which I don't see um, making a bowl game anyway. No. Man. Jeez. I think they're lucky to get to six games and make a bowl game. Like, that would be an incredible season. <clears throat> I mean, I saw them going five and seven at the best. Their schedule's not – Yeah. Is a little tough this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – I mean, this is – I mean, at this point, because you're not going to make up 20 guys in the portal. In theory, no. um, but he said that. Listen, he's. I think he said on social media, like he, like he appreciates people standing by him, mm-hmm. uh, and he's keeping receipts for people that are saying something otherwise. So, I it's going to be interesting because this they might fall into a spot like LSU right now. They're they're not going to have depth pieces now, so they better they better hope they don't fall into the injury bug because they're not yeah. going to have guys. But they also just could be clearing up spots where, like, this sets up next year's recruiting portal or next year's recruiting class, yeah, class and portal where they're going to have spots. And judging on how they do this upcoming year, we'll see. But hey, yeah, I just, it's just go ahead. It's just a lot. You know what I mean? I just feel you never seen someone like this. No, mm. because like the worst part is you know a lot of those kids aren't going to be able to find rosters too. Like, it's just so many kids this late. Yeah, they're going to get stuck. I mean, plus mm-hmm. you have all the other kids, all the other guys that have already been in the portal still. And have talked to teams. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the biggest thing to say about this is this does not seem like a kid's getting poached, which is normally what happens in the portal, right? Like, you have a kid who's getting talked to by three or four programs who may not be a guaranteed starter at a school or doesn't feel like the roster is really built around him who could get into the portal and he already has suitors lining up, right? Like Bear Alexander. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, Xavier Henderson probably, right? Like, I haven't seen all the rules, but I'm guessing he probably already had teams interested in him. And he's like, man, we're going to suck this year. I've heard, I know Miami's been a team that was looking at him, and there was another Mm -hmm. one, but yeah. But, like, a lot of these guys, if they're going to enter the portal and teams are going to, you know, like the kid who has no film on him, like, what is he going to do? I don't, I don't know. He's gonna you know have to get it somehow. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, I feel like you should have an extra copy of your film, but that's also like something. I feel like the university you should have the right to get it back. Yeah. I mean, what's what are they doing? The, I know you're not really gonna look at practice film if he transferred somewhere. You're not gonna look at old practice film when he was in high school. 
you know, you're going to look more game film and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. But we're going to keep an eye on this. It, I expect the number to keep going up. But yeah, me too. But well, it'll it's be interesting crazy. to see. Yeah, it, it's, it sure it's is. Oh, man. All right. So, we'll, we got one more college football news story to uh, talk about before we get into our draft special, um, which is NCAA rule changes that are coming up this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one I know off the top of my head, and then Dylan will talk about the other ones because he has a site pulled up. Yep. Um, the big one, obviously, is more the running clock. So now going forward, uh, everything so after every first down now, how it, how it's been is where if you get a first down, clock stops temporarily for the ball to get set, and then it starts back up. Um, but now they're going to be – it's just mm-hmm. a first down, clock keeps going. It's So it's going to be like that now, kind of like how the NFL is where, again, first down doesn't matter. Got to – clock just keeps running there's no stoppage um but you like dylan dylan's gonna say back me up here uh after yep. the, so it's almost gonna be instead of a two minute warning it's just gonna revert back to the old rules in a sense where if you get a first down clock stops temporarily exactly set. okay yep. so yeah so final two minutes of every each half mm-hmm. is when the old rules kind of kick back in but i don't mind the i don't mind it i don't mind it at all but uh dylan you want to talk about the rest of the ones Yes, one second. Uh, the website just forced me to sign in. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. So, okay, so the three big rules that you just said, the first one. Oh, my gosh. It gets athletic. <laughs> the first one, obviously, is the new clock rules. The second one is the banning the use of consecutive timeouts, which I think most of us probably never even noticed. But um, teams are now going to be forced with they're going to get a penalty and they'll lose a timeout and a down if you um, use consecutive timeouts. So like say last two minutes of the game, team calls a timeout, things fall apart. They need to call another timeout. You will lose. If you have an extra timeout, you will lose that last timeout. You'll lose 10 yards and it's a loss of down. So they're very severe. Main thing they're trying to get at is they're trying to cut down the amount of plays per game because they don't want so many blowouts, games to drag on. It's it's more of a um, I think it's more for TVs than anything to help with uh, TV contracts. Yeah. Because a lot of games last season went over the allotted time slots, specifically sure. with ESPN and ABC, and the networks were not happy with that because it meant things needed to get rescheduled with with other uh, programs. But the only other big rule being added is the carrying over a foul to the second or fourth quarter rather than playing an untimed down, which, again, it's really so that time of games is shortened. That's the biggest thing I think they're wanting. I don't mind at all. I mean, I think I still like how they don't – the penalties are not like how it is in the NFL where (laughs) like a pass interference is still – it's just 15. It's not yep. wherever the penalty happens. So it could be a 40 yard penalty, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, the only times I can really see the, um, like the back-to-back timeout thing happening is if, uh, like if there's like a crucial, like fourth down play or something like that, and they stop or if they're trying to freeze a kicker, mm-hmm. that's another one I could see. But other than that, I mean, yeah, you don't really see it too often. Um, 
Like I said, the I, only time you really see two timeouts in a row is like that either a kicking situation or like like I was saying, somebody you call a timeout, they go out to run a play and everybody's confused. Yeah, like they're not set or the top mm-hmm. clock's running down. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think what else. The uh the running clock one, I just think it's it'd be better almost in a sense if you're trying to cut back on time is to just use a running clock if there's a giant blowout like in the national title game. Just put mm-hmm. like a running clock going in the second half. There's no so. there's no point. I mean, if it's a 40-point game, why even bother? You know what I mean? So I'll tell you right now because there's was, there was over 100 rules discussed, right? Uh-huh. Uh, one of the rules discussed was a always running clock with, you know, ball hits the ground, running clock. Um, I don't like that one. Nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's dumb. That was discussed. There was, yeah, there was about a, because the thing is, um, college football game averages around 180 plays per game compared to the NFL's 150. So it adds about 30 minutes to an hour extra. That's because the competition's better also. You got to also put that Mm -hmm. that into effect. So like you might, I mean, an NFL game, you're going to have way better competition than what you're going to see on a, Saturday afternoon where Arkansas is taking on Missouri State. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, the biggest the biggest uh, reason for these new implementations is we are upcoming on negotiations for TV contracts. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these networks were upset about time slots with games. Well, I mean, Pac-12 is going to be stuck playing on CW soon. Yep. And then there was another <laughs> rule I great. saw. That's so bad. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, there was a, I think it was Greg Sankey, someone from the SEC came out and said, I don't know if you saw this, like they're, they are considering or like threatening to um, take away SEC teams, home games mm-hmm. as like a penalty or like a, instead of like a fine, it'd, it'd be like a more of a penalty for yep. uh, rushing on the field, mm-hmm. which I think is dumb. Who cares? Oh, it's awful. It's Let so them awful. rush the field. Who cares? I what? remember saying there were some other ones like uh, forfeiting games. If they Why? rush the field, who like, cares? It's silly. Like it's just, just like, and it's just the SEC who cares too. Like now the other conferences are discussing forfeiting games for rushing the field. Let let them have their fun. Who cares? That's what college football and sports are all about. Why yeah. don't take the fun out of the game? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, if the Tennessee game, for example. They hadn't beaten Bama in what? God knows how long. I mean, why not? Let that now those are let cool them enjoy moments. It. Exactly. Let those moments you don't happen all the time. Because mm-hmm. so that's who what cares? makes it special. Like, exactly. That's what makes it a unique experience that can only happen in this sport. Exactly. It doesn't happen in the NFL. You don't see that. Nope. You it's this is what like makes college sports, I think, better than pro sports in a sense because mm-hmm. you have stuff like that happen. You yeah. have like in basketball the storm courting. I mean, just leave it alone. Light lighten up a little bit. You know what I mean, Greg? Yeah. Come on. No, I I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think that was it. So, um. All right. So we're about to hop in now to uh, our draft draft special. We're we're really just going to go through. We've got a bunch of questions. Um, uh, I'll just ask. I have the questions right here. So, but yep. we'll each answer them. I got a couple videos for each of our players that we like, mm-hmm. and uh, 
yeah, we'll hop right into it. But uh, actually, first, you know, at the 35-minute mark, so if you are looking for anybody uh, or looking just to skip to the NFL draft part, this is where we're going to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure, again, you're watching the videos, you're liking, subscribing, and uh, you're passing it along to other people that may yep. like watch college sports or just sports in general because we like to expand our horizon here. But, yes, so we'll hop right into it now with our first question. Dylan, uh, who goes number one this year in the draft? Now, I know a lot of the big news publications have been putting out. uh, It's not going to happen, but I do believe Bryce Young is the first quarterback in the first pick of the draft. I think Bryce Young gets taken off the board right away. And I don't know. I just think, I think even with all these, we've been getting a lot of red flags recently, right? Yeah. With the um, um, Anthony Richardson. And as of like two days ago, randomly Will Levis jumped to like Vegas' second choice of the like out of nowhere. It was the weirdest thing there I've was, ever seen. There was a Reddit thing post that said he was going to be the first pick in the draft. Yeah, and then there was another rumor that he had called like his family members and told them. Yeah, the Carolina Panthers were selecting him number one overall because like, like his odds went from like fourteen hundred to four hundred. Yeah, it was for, out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I still think it ends up being Bryce Young. Yeah. But I, how do you feel? I, I think the exact same way, 5'10", 204. Uh, I mean, just this past year, I mean, I'm just – we're just seeing some of his clips here. Just mm-hmm. he's able – He's, I mean, he's so calm under pressure. What you're seeing here, if you're watching on YouTube, some of his highlights here against Texas, where he's just able to – this is the big crunch play where he was able to elude a rusher, get outside the pocket, and rush for some yards. Um Threw for over three thousand yards, three hundred over three for, threw for over thirty three hundred yards this past year. Thirty two touchdowns, five interceptions, mm-hmm. and on an Alabama team that really didn't have that many weapons, the offense wasn't that great. Other, I mean, if Bryce Young isn't playing, the Alabama team is probably pretty eight bad. Four, <laughs> an eight and four team, nine yeah, and I three, mean, if that. Not, so not, spe- not a special team. No, but I mean, you're looking right here. This is against Mississippi State. I mean, just what I mean, he has an absolute cannon of an arm, and uh, he's special for sure. I, mm-hmm. I don't really see the size being an issue. I really think we're past that. I think this is an overrated. That's an overrated sort of uh, of like trend. It's like the hand size being just dumb. Well, I do. I do think the only cause for concern would be him seeing over. Offensive yeah. lineman, but you can adjust to that. You can and play out a shotgun. You can. Yeah. Most of these offenses now are adjusting to how these quarterbacks mm-hmm. in college are, and they're playing like Bryce Young's playing playing with offensive linemen, playing against defensive yeah. linemen in the SEC that are six foot five, six foot six. Like, yeah. If he's doing it in college, what what difference is going to be? Where he might have a ball batted down, just like every other quarterback. In the league, Ben Roethlisberger, who was six foot five, had more had a crap ton of balls batted down at the line. Mm-hmm. It's not that the yeah the only quarterbacks you never see their balls get batted down. Obviously, are like the the freaks of nature, like your you know Justin Herbert being like a like you know four inches taller than the average offensive lineman. You know what I mean? You don't Josh see Allen that. still. I mean, you still see. I've seen Josh Allen's balls get batted down. Patrick Mahomes yeah. is. It, it happens to the best of them. 
Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. J- TJ Watt picked Burrow off twice last year by just jumping yeah. up in the air. Like, it happens. Does it happen all the time? No. But it's going to happen. He went 32 and 23 and 4 as a starter. Also went to Heisman Trophy winner and went to a uh, national title game. Lost. Um, but yeah, he's my yeah. number one. He's your number one. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Um, Dylan, uh, did you have a. I was looking at our chat. We had. I know you had some two other ones in here. I didn't really write them down yet. Here. Uh, we'll just do your. I have some written down here, but you also brought some up. Uh, okay. All right, Dylan. So which quarterback do you think is going to be the biggest bust in this draft? I think it's Will Levis. You think it's Will Levis? <laughs> Only isn't isn't. I don't think he's going to be a horrible player, right? No. I just think the amount of hype for him is not going to be equal to the amount of actual production he gives. Yeah. I mean, the the inconsistencies are a big one. So if you want to, so look, we're going to, I'm going to show here. So you're going to see right here. So this is in Florida. If you're watching on YouTube, it's got a clean pocket or you got a guy coming up here right up the middle. He's about to beat Mm -hmm. this crappy offensive lineman. You got to see right there on the left side, there's a guy wide open. I mean, just you watch the throw. Steph stays in the pocket, takes the hit, but delivers a great ball. This is going to be later in the game, second Mm -hmm. quarter. This is clean pocket. I mean, so the big thing is his big strength is the arm. The arm, the arm is yeah. there. It's there all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like you see throws like this where you're just, this is what's getting him drafted in the top five. That yeah. kind of throw right there. What's not getting, what's cause for concern is what I'm about to show you right here. I got a couple of videos of some really bad interceptions. These are... Just like what the heck moments right here, and you will agree with this, right? This mm-hmm. is the, this is the big one. Yeah, I, I think I know. I think I know what we're talking about here too. It's the the place like this is against Georgia this year. Mm-hmm. They're driving. Ducky's driving. They're at the ball at the night at the looks like the Georgia eighteen. Yeah, makes a throw. I mean, what is this? Keely Ringo picks him off. I mean, he's not even <laughs> near the guy. Yeah, guys in double double coverage. Double too. covered, underthrown ball. The wind was really bad this game because this four score. I think the score was like seventeen to six or like yeah. nine or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a what the heck moments right there. And then we'll show you this one's when they're getting beat down at Kentucky or at Tennessee. Yep. Um, humiliating we'll game for Kentucky. Humiliating game. This was a big game for Wet Levis too because these are games against good teams that scouts mm-hmm. are watching too. Yeah. You know, what are Especially- you going to do? This Tennessee roster, which going into this game, everybody said this defense was horrible. Yes, this is the Tennessee team that defense was historically bad, but their mm-hmm. offense was so good that it kind of outweighed it. Yeah. Sorry. So here we go. Drops back, looks right or left. Just again, what is that? He can't be forcing that. He forces easy yeah. throws into bad and makes it bad decisions. That's in triple covered. Here comes another one. So he drops back, looks left, going to try to force a throw that's not there. Obviously, you can tell mm-hmm. defenders are already in front of him. He has the ball eyed down like a center fielder and just beats him. I mean, well, here we go. We'll go back over to it. Yeah. Go. We're going to show it again. Again, this is on YouTube. So, I mean, look, I mean, he's already beat him. I mean, the, def- yeah. the receiver has no shot to make a play on that. You got He underthrows it. So I'd say his biggest weakness is inconsistency. 
underthrown deep balls sometimes more often than not, and he's not able to make the easy plays when he needs to. The easy throws are what scouts like. Yeah. The big throws and the fancy stuff gets you gets the attention, but if you really dig deep as a scout and as a GM and a coach that's looking to possibly draft you, can you make the easy five-yard out? Can you make the good 15-yard cross in the middle? Are you not? Are you going to be able to know that, hey, there's a, there's a guy that potentially could be open, but if I throw it, it's going to get picked off mm-hmm. more often than not. <clears throat> I mean, I have some stats here for you. Yeah. So his junior year, which really got him on the scene after he transferred, 24 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 28 over 2,826 yards. And that's what really got him going, you know, mm-hmm. really good, a solid year. <clears throat> they, I think they won 10 games that year. The senior year, 19, only 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 2,406 yards. Almost 400 yards less, five fewer touchdowns, three less interceptions, but too many inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. Not good enough against the good of competition. Um, he did have a career record of 17-7, but got beat out at Penn State by Sean Clifford, who's nothing crazy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to take him, and yeah, well, that that I just don't see it panning out. Yeah, I, I think. I don't know. I just don't. I think Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson, I think is going to have a better career. But again, I don't know. I I think that's, that's one of those hard questions to answer. Right. Because I think Levis has a bigger upside than Richardson does just because I think Richardson's floor could be so low. I think Richardson is just so raw. It's just Mm -hmm. so much raw talent. And be honest with you, he never. I mean, he didn't start really at all. No, he was in and out of starting. He was in and out of playing last year, the twenty one twenty two year, because Emory mm-hmm. Jones was there. Yeah, and so really, this past year was his first sample size of him playing all year. It reminds me of a lot of like Mitchell Trubisky, who only mm-hmm. played thirteen games. He only started thirteen yep. games in North Carolina. So, but the talent, the raw talent, was there. So he just jumped up the boards. So. But yeah. I, Any last thought? No, no. I, yeah, I think we got everything we want to say about okay. biggest bust. Perfect. All right. So now we'll move on. So Dylan, your best offensive player in this upcoming draft. My best offensive player in this upcoming draft. Yeah. I do think it will be Jackson Smith, uh, Ninjigba. Okay. Simply because he can be a game-changing wide receiver for a good offense. Mm-hmm. I th- and. I think if we're because I think we're just going to go on the first round, really, right? Like that's our focus here is on the first round for the most part, first to yeah. like third. But I mean, bigger names, mm-hmm. yeah. I think there's. I think it's either him or Jordan Addison. I'm okay. really high on Jordan Addison, personally. All right. Yeah, I I'm think, not as too high, but go ahead. Yeah, he's still solid. I I just I'm just really high on Jordan Addison because of um his success at Pitt and yeah. then moving over to a different, completely different offense and still picking it up quickly and being successful right away. Mm-hmm. Not as successful, mind you, but at the same time, he's just a fantastic option. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's always open. He'll always beat his guy in one-on-one coverage. I think he could be a legitimate number one option right out of uh, the draft. Addison or 
Ninjigba. Addison. I think Ninjigba can be too, but the only thing with Ninjigba is he does suffer from more of an injury risk because mm-hmm. he got injured more than once in college. So yeah, yeah. But that, and you also got to factor in the fact that he played in an offense that always makes wide receivers look incredible. I mean, actually, I mean, Ohio State receivers have have been pretty good going over. I mean, mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson just won Rookie of the Year, and he was yeah. Ohio State, uh, Chris Olave looked pretty good down in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it with Smith Jigba. Same thing with Addison. Um, I more I would favor more Dinjigba than I would Addison, only because I think he's a I think he's a better route runner and a better receiver. Yeah. Um, I mean, just if you go back to the Rose Bowl game because he was unhealthy really all year this year. You go back to that Rose Bowl game against Utah. I mean, just crazy. The Addison, I don't mind. I think he's still a little undersized. Um, mm-hmm. I think he could. I think it might be a little more difficult for him depending on where he goes and depending on where they put him. Yeah. I think I could see him more being like a slot guy, more of like a deep deep ball guy. Mm-hmm. Um, just I think he the speed in there. I know he'd suffer from some injuries, but yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, but I mean, I would rather have Ninjigba. Uh, my guy for offensive player of the draft, I think it's Bijan Robinson. Oh, that's uh, a good one. I, I think Bijan Robinson's the best running back in this class. Mm-hmm. One of the best players in the draft, just overall. Um, I have some video here of him. I mean, just his ability to, um, I mean, his ability to be an every down back. He's a really good pass catcher. Mm-hmm. We're going to cut that. Yeah. Um, really fast. He's able to escape and just be really light on his feet. I mean, just the pull away speed's really there. And then you're going to see here out of the backfield. Yeah, just no, able he's... to wind and weave right out of the back and just score. That's, I mean, that's big now in the NFL. You've got to be able to, you've got to be able to, you know, be a mm-hmm. multiversal back where you're not only running the ball hard for mm-hmm. four, six, four, five, six, seven yards a carry, you want to be a good guy out of the backfield that can be relied yeah. on, you know, because that's going to earn you more spots on more, more downs. So I think he's, Got that. I think he needs a little bit, needs to add on a little bit more size. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I mean, these stats right here, he uh, rushed for 15, over 1500 yards this past year, 33. He had um, in his career though, his career numbers, 3,410 rushing yards, 41 total touchdowns, 33 rushing, eight passing. He averaged 16 and a half yards a carry his junior year. That's crazy. That's that's good. That's 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 insane. That's... Like, that's some pretty big numbers right there. Mm-hmm. It's, this past year, he had twenty touchdowns. I mean, eighteen yeah. rushing, two passing. That's crazy. The wow. only reason I didn't have Bijan Robinson there is because of how running backs are in the NFL these days, mm-hmm. and where NFL teams are moving away from even extending running backs or handing out contracts. Because they age so quickly. That's I, the only reason why I didn't yeah. put Robinson. But, I mean, I could see him going somewhere like Philly. Yeah. Or like San Diego. Or L.A. I mean, L.A. or the San Diego. Or L.A. Dang, nah, but I keep saying San Diego. The Chargers or the Eagles, I could see, like, the two biggest spots. Only because they just gave out a giant contract to Jalen Hurts. I don't know how much longer they're going to have Miles Sanders there. I don't know. Bring yeah. in Robinson. 
live on his five-year rookie deal, or you have the Chargers who Austin Eckler wants out now. Mm-hmm. He's is probably maybe his final year there. Bring in the replacement. Solid guy. I'm telling you, B. Sean Robinson is could have a really good career. Yeah. I I I believe it. I just yeah. with running backs, you know what I mean? It's just they're so volatile. Well, I mean wide receivers too, you know. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right, Dylan. Best defensive player you in your mind in this draft for you. So I, I think it's between two guys. I went with Will Anderson. Okay. Um I think it's between him and Jalen Carter. I know that right away. Because uh, Will, Will Anderson just has that top, top speed, and he can break tackle. Like, I mean, you're watching this right now. He can just run it through was a a punt, offensive the linemen like it's nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a game wrecker for sure. I mean, I, you're just – yeah. <laughs> no, no, you go. You go. I mean, just look at this film right here. I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. able to get around the guy and just completely terrorize an entire line. Yeah. He's a game wrecker for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean – it was really him and Jalen Carter for the most time possibly go number one overall. I mean, these guys are, I will say he does have a tendency sometimes to get beat. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to see him be more consistent getting off or getting off got tackles and stuff. Cause sometimes he does have a tendency to get beat. Sometimes if you're going up against a really good tackle, um, like Broderick Jones, it happened. Some happened at Tennessee Darnell, Wright Kind of neutralized him. Um, mm-hmm. there, it happened more often this year than it did last year when he went just completely bananas and just dominated. This yeah. past year was a lot more inconsistent. There was a little more, more up and down. Didn't have the godly numbers that he did la- the year before. Um, was still good defensively, but didn't have that great year. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's a dang- he's a freaking game wrecker. I mean, we can watch. Let me just look at the highlights here. This is against Vanderbilt. You can watch his highlights all day. I mean, it's I mean, like. Just- I mean, just see how fast he got off the ball right yeah. there. Just completely off the tackle and no shot. And he just easy sack. This is against Auburn. Able to just push the guy back, mm-hmm. force force uh, Robinson or uh, the guy back, quarterback back inside for an easy sack. And again, off the ball against Mississippi State. Um, So that's going to lead. That's a great either one. Yeah. He's going to be really good for sure. Um, my guy is Jalen Carter. Yep. I still think with some of the off the field stuff, the pro day wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. He's still, I think the best overall prospect in this draft. He has potential to be like an Aaron Donald. I'm not, yeah. I mean, that's not even a, he's six I don't foot. Think that's a horrible com, uh, that's, comparison either. No, I mean, I mean, some of the stats are six foot three, 314 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, so his, I think some of his strengths are that he's, he's so fast off the ball. He's fast off the ball. So strong, he's just able to push a lineman out who, yeah. even if he's single team, double team, and he's just able to overwhelm teams' offensive lines. Um, so like, I mean, we're gonna see here, we can watch. I mean, this is against Tennessee. I mean, just push the guy out of the way and just takes out Hooker. Look how fast this ball off the ball. I mean, this is against Mississippi State. I mean, just it, it's how- almost like ridiculous how quick he actually is. It's crazy. I mean, we're gonna see. I'll rewind it here. I just want to see. He's right here in the middle. It's mm-hmm. not circled, but he's 88 right there. And he just pushes a guy out of the way and then makes a tackle. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's elite stuff right there. You don't see that. And then this is against LSU where he's just able to bully his way through 
And then this is the cool picks up uh, Jane Daniels and just holds him in the air. I mean, you're going to see right here, just mm -hmm. a little swim move step just, and then he's walking free. I mean, you saw this. Yeah. The, his sophomore and junior year, you saw this all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think if the only, if I think he needs to, as long if he can stay more consistent each, each down, he has a tendency to take some plays off. Um, Needs to get, I think, in a little bit better shape than what we saw. But if he he is one guy that is able to just take over a game like an Aaron Donald, like a Fletcher Cox, Jeffrey Simmons, yeah. like these guys are able to just game records like Will Anderson, where they're able to just dominate and set the tone where you got to set your scheme up to make sure that you have him taken care of. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I think it's Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, either one. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think those are the guys who you really need to have your eyes focused on right now. For sure. All right. Next topic here Yep. is guys we're not talking about that have a chance to really be a star. Mm -hmm. You'll start. Okay. Uh, I picked Lucas Van Ness, who actually has been getting a little bit of talking recently. Still mm -hmm. not where it should be because this guy could be a freak of nature. Like, yeah. I'll just read you off some of his things. Uh, he's six foot five, two seventy. Uh, he's a defensive end. He recorded six and a half sacks last year with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Thirty six tackles. Eleven of those tackles were for loss. For a loss. I mean, he was incredible. Like he was legitimately incredible as a defensive end. And obviously. His biggest knocks are that he played for Iowa. I think that's his biggest knock in total, really. It's, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. I think his biggest knock really is that um, as playing for Iowa, he didn't play against a lot of the best offensive line competition because a lot of those – he didn't – you know what I mean? He didn't play SEC guys. He didn't play his own offensive linemen who, you know, Iowa, they produce always year in, year out, some of the best. But I think – as like a raw prospect, I mean, how could you not? You know what I mean? He's just a freak of sure. nature. Give me one second. I gotta run to the bathroom real quick. Oh no, you're do good. You want to talk about another guy before I'll do mine? Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, Luke Van Ness for sure. I mean, Iowa has some good track record. Um, really, just all like these scrappy guys in the in the trenches. Um, I. I think he if I think he played more linebacker too. Also, he mixed in at linebacker yeah. as well. Uh, but mm -hmm. yeah, he has a chance. I think he's more of a if if he falls to a good spot. Again, if they put give him, let him shine and take over, he can have those kind of great games. All right, I'll be right back real quick. All right. Okay, so there's just a couple other guys who we didn't give full. Uh, in-depth looks at look at, but we can just name off a couple of them. Uh, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, cornerback. Fantastic cornerback for Illinois last year. I think everybody knows Illinois had an incredible season, so it's hard to not look at any of the guys on their roster and look at them and possibly peg them for future NFL careers. I think you obviously got to take a peek at that. Um, we didn't really talk about C.J. Stroud, but obviously he's not exactly a – random guy but he could be a legitimate great nfl quarterback too obviously there's a little bit of concern about um where he played but you know yeah he could be pretty good too who are we talking about 
I just named two guys. I not exactly random guys, but I said um, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, cornerback. We didn't really give any physical guy, about, but yeah, he's a great prospect. Who big time guy. Yep, and then um, I just said C.J. Stroud just because we haven't talked about C.J. Stroud, but obviously he's one of the top quarterbacks. He and just can't I don't think... pass a test, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's an but idiot, I... apparently. <laughs> so. Not nice, but I always revert back to that with C.J. Stroud. <laughs> For not Nobody knows, uh, so he failed. He pretty much failed this cognitive test. Um, and uh, this always just reverts back to his, a, a Cardale Jones, former Ohio State, tweet. Where he said, "We're uh, we don't need school. We come here to play football. Why do we need education?" <laughs> what, what, what was the exact tweet he said? He said it was like funny too. It's like <laughs> it was just along the lines of, "Man, we don't. Why do we? Why do they care so much about like our like grades and stuff? Like we're here to play football, not go to school, or something like that." Let me, <laughs> let me just, pull it up because it, it's the funniest tweet. There's that one, and then the. Um, <laughs> the make a wish one for the hospital. Yeah, you destroyed a kid at NCAA football. It was like false. It was actually, it was actually up ninety five or something like that. Yeah, I scored a touchdown too. It's like he said. He said, "Why should we have to go to class if we came here to play football? We ain't come here to play school. Classes are pointless." <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe CJ Stroud <laughs> is following the same lines. You know. Cardo Jones, what's... you know, successful backup crew. Well, we did win a national title. I will I mean, say, though, CJ Stroud, he's as lethal as anybody if you give him a clean pocket. He yeah. needs to, he doesn't do as obviously, he doesn't do as well, I think, he uh, where he needs to use his feet more, needs to be more mm-hmm. mobile. And uh, I will say, the only thing I don't like is when, like, it pockets aren't clean for him. He does struggle a lot. Yeah. Um, but if he can improve that, I mean, he's as lethal as anybody. I mean, you just watch the Chick-fil-A, the Peach Bowl, where he just completely diced up Georgia mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I'm going to say, so my guys, I'm not talking, we're not talking about, I think two guys, two receivers. Um, one of them has a shot to be a first rounder. I don't know about the other guy, but uh, we'll start uh, Quentin Johnston from TCU. Okay, that's a good one. That's a pretty good one to pick. We're gonna see here. Um, super tall, athletic, super just and crazy deep threat guy. Mm-hmm. We're seeing right here. The plains of the Midwest. Ah! Down the mid- I completely apologize for that. <laughs> anyway, but if you see, he could take a ball and just run with it. And mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna see. Uh, actually, I got cut it off. But like here, little slant, and he's just able to avoid a guy. And just the acceleration for a guy being that tall, that big. I mean, he that's that's crazy. That's that's some gifted stuff right there. Um, he has a chance to really be a really good guy. I like. I think he's almost like a AJ Brown in a sense, where he's just able to go up and win those 50-50 balls. DK Metcalf, Mm -hmm. um, where he's yeah, like I said, just able to go up make the make those fifty fifty balls look easy. Yeah. So. He, I think he's an instant guy. Like if you draft him, like he's going to be a day one starter for sure. Um, and then the other guy I had was Jalen Hyatt, and F- Jalen Hyatt, I really like. I yeah, hope my Steelers possibly take him if they're able to. Um, Jalen Hyatt, folks, just some 
cool little nuggets here for you. I believe he won the Blitnikoff this year. Yes, he did. So he won the Blitnikoff, yes, he did. best receiver in college football. Um, we're going to take down this one. I do have some cool little nuggets for you. Jalen Hyatt, uh, just a casual 1,267 yards receiving this year. He had 15 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Super great, really good speed, lengthy, and a elite downfield threat. I mean, this guy is insane. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to show you two, a clip here, again, on YouTube. This is his speed right here. Just tooks one and just instantly, like, he's gone. I mean, there's no yeah. catching him. This is against Bama. And for those of you who didn't watch this classic of a game, six receptions. He only had six catches for 207 yards and five touchdowns. He had this is his one catch. Great throw by Hendon Hooker, by the way. But I mean, just yeah. able to beat two guys in the secondary and just in, just take it to the house. And here's another one. Again, beats two guys off the ball and scores. And then this one's against LSU. Just, I mean, just look how fast he is. I mean, that's that's really good. He's just a so, special player, man. For sure. And then that was also with Cedric Tillman also being there. But, I mean, Jalen Hyatt is really good. Um, mm -hmm. And as long as he stays healthy, I mean, I think he's going to be a really good player in this league. Yeah. For sure. I agree with you. Okay. We'll move on here. To overall, Dylan, who, who do you think your biggest bust is? I said Will Levis. Okay. Obviously, I don't need to go into too many details with him because I think we already gave him a lot on our which QB is the biggest bust. Yeah. But normally, quarterback will always be your, the biggest name. And I don't, I don't think Will Levis is going to be like Zach Wilson bad, right? But No. But I think with the amount of hype all of a sudden he's getting, he's not going to perform anywhere near that. And he's going to get a lot of people disappointed yeah. to the point where they're going to feel like he is that bad. Yeah. So I would go, I went Will Levis. I, what, what do you think? I think, yeah, I agree with that. A lot of people think he's going to be like a Justin Herbert comparison. I hear, I see more Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. With him. Um, personally, I think it's Deontay Banks from Maryland. Oh, that's a good pick. Um, he's, all of a sudden, like a projected for he's a first rounder apparently. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of I haven't seen too many Maryland guys that have panned out really well. I'm hoping the Steelers don't screw up and take him because <laughs> Tomlin loves the Steelers or some Maryland boys don't like it. Um, he gets handsy, he gets really handsy and penalized when he gets beat. Mm -hmm. um, gets beat off the ball too much, and he's injury prone. He only missed. He only, he only played in two games last year. Don't yeah. like it. I think there's too much downside to it. Um, also, Jameer Gibbs. It could get backfired on this one. Uh, running back from Alabama. Transferred from Georgia Tech. I'm, he's projected to be... A lot of people think he's going to be the first running back off the board ahead of Bijan Robinson. I don't see the hype. I didn't see it at just Georgia Tech. I, don't, I didn't really see it at Bama. He's a little undersized. I think, I mean, he has. To, I think he has to get drafted to a team that fits him schematically, mm -hmm. or he just could be a special teams threat. Um, but like, I just don't see a hype. He's little under. He's undersized, like I said. And he needs to put weight on. I think. I mean, I'm just worried. Sure, he's shifty and out in space. He's gonna be more. I think of a passing down back anyway. Yeah, but like, 
he's not going to be a guy I don't think you're going to be able to rely on to get like those those tough yards. You know what I mean? And it's different mm-hmm. in the NFL. Can you get me those tough five, six yards? I don't think he can. So that's, really that's just mine. But could come back to haunt me. I don't really care. Okay. <laughs> All right, Dylan. This is a little fun t- time for you. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, who do you think? So you're a Bucks fan, obviously. I'm a Steelers yeah. fan. Dylan, who do you think, or who do you want the Bucks to take? With I want the Bucks to take Broderick Jones from Georgia. What pick is that? I believe we have pick number eighteen. Let me okay. double check that real quick. I think it's nineteen. Because I know the Steelers are at seventeen. Our first round pick is yeah nineteen. It is nineteen. Okay. What is mm-hmm. Who's this? Oh, that's Will Anderson. I um. Why do you want Broderick Jones? Well, after we lost Jackson, the team is entering a rebuild. It's it's just the 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 truth of the matter. Um, the biggest thing the team needs to look forward for is offensive line. I think that's where we need to build around. We already have, uh, you know, we have pieces, right? Yeah. There's pieces to build around, and with guys leaving, and, you know, obviously there are problems in the secondary, right? But yeah, I think you can address those concerns in later rounds and get production. Just, you know, just a... A lot of the guys on our uh, Super Bowl team, at least in the secondary, were second, third, and fourth round guys. And the biggest thing is that I think Broderick Jones will give consistency to the next six, seven years on that offensive line, right? Mm -hmm. And I think he'd just be a fantastic guy to have up front to, um, you know, with Baker Mayfield being our quarterback, you know. Gotta feel great about that, don't you? Oh, yeah. So... I like. I, I want to keep him protected. Yeah, I think for sure. Thing. I love Roderick Jones. I hope the Steelers take him. Um, six foot five, three hundred eleven pounds. Did not mm-hmm. allow a sack this year, and yeah. over four hundred and forty nine pass block snaps. You're gonna see some tape here. Um, I got so there's him highlighted. If you're watching on YouTube, he's going out. That's a tackle. I mean, just able to just give Bennett this really clean pocket and then a dirty hit right there. You're gonna see this is last year against Tennessee. He circled on the offensive line. He said the left. Mm-hmm. Look at the – this is – he's able to take down two guys, push them inside, allow Bennett to scramble, and then pick up a giant gain right there. That was a big third down. Um, yeah. Then there was another play. But he's super great. He has really good natural strength, moves really well, as you saw. Um, we can just play it again. I mean, while I'm talking – he gets, I mean, see how fast he can get out of the stance. Um, mm-hmm. He needs to be, I think he needs to uh, continue to just grow more on the run blocking. Pass blocking, he's really yeah. good. Run blocking can be a little bit sometimes of a downside. But, yeah, I love Broderick Jones. I really hope the Steelers take him because we really need an offensive tackle. I hope that's who we take. Or we take this guy named Paris Johnson Jr., or Darnell Wright from Tennessee, but Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State, six foot six, three hundred thirteen pounds, really good in pass bro. Um, run blocking as well, really good on his feet. Um, but you know he's still really raw. 
as far as like, you know, alignment yeah. are, it's just mm-hmm. with anybody. I mean, just needs to a little bit more, needs to be more consistent, needs to use that, get that raw power and just yeah. show it more consistently. But yeah, both guys are really good options. I think for my Steelers at 17, I mean, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. So, you know, <laughs> this is going to be that X, that P- final really piece to the puzzle. Yeah. Well, listen, no, just saying. All right. All right, Dylan. So I got, so who are three guys you think from this draft class that could be um, Hall of Famers one day who are a chance? So I named three guys. I don't think I need to go into detail on the three guys I picked because we already went into pretty good detail on all three. Mm-hmm. But I said Jalen Carter, Jordan Addison, and Lucas Van Ness. Okay. Just because there's three guys I do confidently believe in. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. I actually minor. It's kind of same thing. Like we kind of already talked about him, but Jalen Carter, I think has the best shot. Broderick Jones is another one I like. Yeah. Um, and then Bijan Robinson, um, could have a really, really. I'm really high on Bijan Robinson. Um, just he can. I think he's built the best in this class, like an NFL back. And I think he could have a really good, really good career as long as he stays healthy. You know, that's the big thing with the running backs. Got to stay healthy. All righty. I think we got through all the questions for NFL draft. Yeah, I think I think we're only down to one last thing for sure. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a pretty good show. (laughs) All right. So we're as we enter into the final stages here of this Mm -hmm. time um, again, we'll say. Hit that subscribe button. Watch us on YouTube. Tell your friends. Tell your family that, hey, we're here. We're coming. Mm-hmm. Keep in your seats. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So we'll head into three questions now, as we always do to end the show. As I spelled it wrong. Nice. Anyway. Here, one second. We're going to have to edit this. That's going to drive me crazy. There we go. Quest- questions. All right, now we'll show it. Okay, three questions now. So again, as we always do it, three questions is just a thing that we do at the end of mm-hmm. our show where we will write three questions for our other uh, – for so I'll write three questions for Dylan to answer. I yep. might chime in. He might chime He might chime in on his questions. We do not know the other person, what they're writing. So exactly. So it makes it more fun. All right, so I started last week. So, Dylan, you can start this week. Okay. I said my first question for you is has to do with some recent news. My question is, will the Oakland Athletics be successful in Las Vegas? No, because they still stink, and they're going to be still under the same management. <laughs> they're still, still going to stink. <laughs> they're not but will they good. draw crowds? Will they draw crowds? Will people show up Maybe to watch start, Vegas? It's going to be a new stadium that's still not going to be around for a couple of years. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe. I mean, this maybe once they get the stadium, they uh, maybe they wanted to suck so bad that they just wanted to move stadiums so that they could. I think you uh, actually may have hit on the head exactly what happened. They wanted to suck so bad that they could move on, kind of like Major League, in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe now, once they move, they'll start really investing in the team. Uh, but that's my. I don't think. I don't. Think I've actually been reading though. They might. They might leave earlier than that. Than there, because they're leasing. Their lease in Oakland ends next year. Have they started construction yet? 
No. Nice. Nice. They just bought the land. Oh, perfect. <laughs> but perfect. They, there's a minor league stadium they own in Vegas. <laughs> nice. That can be expanded from 10,000 seats to 23,000 seats. Well, they only need five, so, you know. <laughs> you never, they, you could know. Be poss- they could be popular in Vegas. You never know. They're not. But, um, I mean, it's, it's almost like the, uh, remember, uh, was it like the 20, the COVID year or whatever in MLB? They had a, they had the, the Blue Jays had to play at like their spring train, the their, yep. uh, spring training field all mm-hmm. season long. Yep. <laughs> so, it's actually yeah. funny because the year after COVID, they still had to play there because Canada had such strict laws Gotta on love people Canada. coming in and out of the country. All right, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Most memorable sporting event you've ever been to? Most memorable sporting event I have ever been to. So I would say there's a couple that would be in there. I would say I went in 2018 or so. I can't remember exactly which year it was. Baker Mayfield's rookie year. The Buccaneers played the Browns, and our kicker missed three kicks in a row, and then won. Uh, we won the game when he kicked <laughs> a 62-yard field goal in overtime. Nice, nice. And it's the only reason that game is memorable, though, is because Baker Mayfield was on camera looking like this, watching it. <laughs> That's why. But other than that, I would probably say when Drew Rasmussen took a perfect game into the ninth inning uh, uh, race last game? year. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Um, I mean, I'd probably think um, the uh, the Georgia-Clemson game always comes to mind for me. Mm-hmm. That was a neutral site game in Charlotte. Just It was electric, and it was a close game all game long. So that was that 10-3 to game. Really stole the show on Saturday night. But, you know, that, that game or um, – uh, I'm trying to think. I went to. I don't. I was younger, but I mean, I went to Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals. That's pretty cool. In Chicago, when they played the it was the Blackhawks and the Bruins, and oh, went to yeah. like triple overtime. I that was wild. The oh, Madhouse. Yeah. On, it's called the Madhouse on Madison for a reason. So yeah, that that'd be mine. Uh, all right. What's your second question? Our right, my second question for you was. What does the NBA have to do to be interesting? Uh, play defense. Um, I don't watch the <laughs> NBA at all, really. Uh, play defense. Uh, it's like street ball now. And just shoot yeah. threes and do whatever. Um, if I wanted to do that, I could just go to the my my uh, university wellness center to go watch a bunch of watch a bunch of science science and business majors do it on the basketball court. Like too many. Is just there's no defense. Yeah. I mean, it just looks like an all-star game out there. That's why the NBA all-star game was the – nobody watched it. It was one of the lowest rating all-star games of any sport ever because there was just – there's no there's no defense. It's just that. I mean, it's just – it's just street yeah. ball now. It's just a bunch of street ball. Um, I still think the only good all-star game was Major League Baseballs, but – yeah. Just because it's the, it's the only sport where they actually they could try without really feeling possibly like they could get injured. Yeah, I mean you still got to try. I mean the pitchers are still throwing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, trying to think, the NHL All Star Game's not bad. I don't really watch All Star Games really that much. No, just kind of they're boring. I mean they're a little boring just because they don't really mean anything. I watch more like the pre like the um. 
like the events that happened before the All-Star game. Yeah. So, you know, you know, like if it's MLB, the I like watching the home run derby. The celebrity softball oh, game's always awesome. electric. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. My second question is if you were stuck eating one fast food place for the rest of your life, what is it? That's a great question. I'm probably gonna say hot take uh Culver's. I love Culver's, so excellent oh, choice. Okay. Excellent choice. Thank That's you. a wonderful Thank you. choice. That's yeah, I, <laughs> I I would pick Culver's specifically because like their food's great. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> their food's great. <laughs> can't, compl- <laughs> can't complain about that. I mean, it's like yeah. Uh, if I need food for the rest of my life, I'd rather have good food. For sure, for sure. Um, I mean, maybe maybe Chipotle. That's not bad. Chipotle. I, no, I think no. the only thing with Chipotle is is it, is it really fast food. Yeah, I think so. I, I I would think so too, but sometimes people you're like, oh, I got like Chipotle or like Five Guys. They say, oh, it's not really fast food. Mm, Chipotle is way more fast food than Five Guys. I don't know. They take about the same time. Well, Five Guys charges you as if they're a five star me a uh, five star diner. So they know. do they do charge you like that. But you know who else does that? Um, that uh, what's it called? Shake Shack does that too. Shake Shack's crazy, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I, lo- I like. I, I don't mind Shake Shack. All right, Shake Shack's pretty good. All right, Dylan, what's your final question? All right, my final question for you: is How long till Hunter gets MLB oh. to show twenty three? <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> summer for sure. I gotta. I'm I, not gonna be yeah, playing gotta, yeah. anytime soon. I, you gotta I, join I all this. All this. Planet. I know. It's, it's... Yeah. I just. <laughs> I, I. I don't. I don't. I haven't given out the time really too mm-hmm. or i just haven't been really been on my playstation that much but um, yeah i uh, probably it's gonna be a little into summer for sure um it's actually funny because i i definitely i upgraded playstation specifically because i was like well i gotta have the ps5 before 23 comes out yeah for sure yeah um, you know what i mean mm-hmm. all right final question here before we get out of here for yep. you okay what would Dylan do? What's the furthest you will go if it meant FSU won the Natty? How far? Like, like what What kind of acts would Dylan do if it meant? What's the farthest, like, craziest thing you will do if it meant Florida State was going to win a Natty? Now, now what, what do we mean, the like, like how far I would go? Or, like, what's just the craziest thing yeah, I would do? like, craziest thing. Like, like run in your underwear just down this road, just screaming and hollering. Like I don't know, I'd something like that. Drop below underwear. Let's go. <laughs> I streak streak for the Seminoles. Let's start it. New, streak for new, the Seminoles. New trend. Streak for the Seminoles. Let's streak, go. Let's streak go. for the Seminoles, guys. Yes, sir. All right. Listen, that's, <laughs> that's a wrap right there, folks. Streak <laughs> yeah. for the Seminoles. That's how we're gonna end this one. It's probably this is probably one of the <laughs> longest episodes. I'm looking at it right now. We're almost. Uh, honestly, an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, we didn't do too bad for how much stuff we had. I mean, I think, I think we can have a. Uh, I think next week we'll do a uh, just kind of like a pre, like a just like a recap of some of the maybe some bigger names that or bigger mm-hmm. uh, things that happened in the draft, and then um, yeah, whatever college news is out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
It's going to be continue see. watch got, baseball. Got, yeah, there's a ton of baseball to watch. I got to get a new passport. Oh, um, we going somewhere? No, but not yet. Only because it takes so long to get a passport that I can't even go anywhere over the summer. Nice. Because <laughs> my, my, my grandfather my grandfather moved down to Ecuador. Oh. So we want to go visit him, but, right? You know. Well, it's, he moved down there because he didn't need, like, a visa or anything to move mm. down there. Okay. And they use American dollars. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, my mom was like, we're going to get our passports exchanged. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. This is my passport. Look at this. <laughs> Look at that right there, folks. Yeah, it, it expired in 2012. Nice, nice. So <laughs> I was looking at getting a new one, right? And you know what the problem is? They're like, oh, it's so old. You have to buy a new one. And it's like $160. Makes sense. Because they're like, this doesn't even count for anything anymore. It's That's literally awesome. just a piece of paper at this point. Well, it's because you were like three years old in that right there. So, you know. 2007, four years old. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I got oh, you, man. I'm nice. telling you. All right. All righty. So I think we're going to get out of here. Uh, make sure you guys, again, watch watch the video. It should be. I'm going to try to get it up here as soon as we're done. Yeah. Um, watch it. on. Listen to us on Spotify, uh, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Subscribe. Yeah, tell your friends. Subscribe. Comment anything you want. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to get it out on social. Tell your friends. Pass it along. Yeah. And uh, have a great day, guys. Enjoy the draft. I will be. and uh, I think I will be, too. And let's see if Dylan's Lightning have any fight left in him. Down 3-1. Oh. So that's my final take. Uh, Leafs and right. my Knights will win. So, all right, guys. <laughs> We're going to get out of here. Have a good one. Catch you on the flip side. See you guys.